Hey, and welcome to the Mickey and Minutes podcast, the short Disney show. I'm your host, Nick Lazaga, and this is episode 35, the new direction of Disney's Hollywood Studios. Non-stop star speeder service to the moon of Endor. All passengers, please prepare for immediate boarding. Hollywood, 1939. Amid the glitz and the glitter of a bustling young movie town at the height of its golden age, the Hollywood Tower Hotel was a star in its own right. A beacon for the show business elite. Now, something is about to happen that will change all that. When Disney MGM Studios opened on May 1st, 1989, it was dedicated to Hollywood. But, as Michael Eisner put it, not a place on a map, but a state of mind that exists wherever people dream and wonder and imagine. A place where illusion and reality are fused by technological magic. The park's centerpiece was the Chinese Theater, a recreation of the famous theater that was opened by Sid Grauman in 1927 on Hollywood Boulevard. The real theater housed many big Hollywood premieres, including Disney's Mary Poppins in 1964 and The Jungle Book in 1967. The Chinese theater in Disney MGM Studios, however, was home to the now extinct attraction, The Great Movie Ride. This attraction was a celebration of film history. It took you through vignettes with lifelike audio animatronics acting out scenes from classic movies. When the Great Movie Ride closed on August 13, 2017, the last attraction from the original MGM Studios Park was gone, and the general consensus of the Disney fan community was that with it went the whole original vision and purpose of the park, and now Hollywood Studios is being overrun by intellectual properties that aren't even authentically Disney. While that may be partially true, I believe that the Great Movie Ride is still very much alive as the heart and vision of this new version of the park, just in a different sort of way. So on this episode, in celebration of the 30th anniversary of Disney's Hollywood Studios, I'm going to tell you how the tagline for the Great Movie Ride is now essentially the mission statement of the entire park. The original intent of Disney MGM Studios was for it to be a showcase of the movie making process. So, as its name implies, it was actually a working studio when it opened. And when people think of movie making, they obviously think of the dazzling heart of show business. When it first opened, and still today, when you first enter the park you are transported to the romanticized Hollywood of the 1930s. Disney captured the glitz and glamour of the so-called Hollywood that never was through the architecture and streetmosphere characters. Most of the buildings that lined this street were inspired by actual buildings in Hollywood, and the citizens of Hollywood, who are the old-timey directors, actors, and producers, 
interact with the guests, and that really brings this time period to life. Not to mention the classic 1930s cars and beautiful billboards that line the street. This walk through the golden age of Hollywood leads you straight to the iconic Chinese theater. This recreation's forecourt even has authentic celebrity hand and footprints just like the real one. This whole section of the park, aptly named Hollywood Boulevard, truly transports you to another time and place and really immerses you in the story of old Hollywood. That's why people were so upset when the massive 122-foot-high, 156-ton sorcerer's hat was dropped right in front of the Chinese theater back in 2001 for the 100 Years of Magic celebration. It destroyed the illusion and completely took us out of the story the Imagineers beautifully crafted for us. Theming and details are the keys to creating fully immersive worlds for people to escape to. That's why people enjoy watching movies, and that's what Disney parks do best. But let's face it, that wasn't really what the original MGM Studios park was going for. They wanted you to see how movies were made, and that means doing things a little differently than other Disney parks. Instead of immersing you in the magic of the movies, Disney wanted to show you how movie magic is made. So in the early days of the park, once you made your way through old Hollywood, you did as the filmmakers would do, and went to set. You could visit the live filming of some action scenes from Indiana Jones, or get on a backlot tour where you can see actual props from popular movies, including one of my favorites, The Rocketeer. You could even look over the shoulders of animators working on the latest soon-to-be Disney classics, which, by the way, was one of the most popular requests Walt used to get that inspired the idea of a Mickey Mouse park that actually eventually evolved into Disneyland. Those were all really cool peek-behind-the-curtain type experiences, and actually, the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular is still there today. But if you wanted a more active experience, you could become a Foley artist, creating the sound effects for the Monster Sound Show, or even act on one of your favorite sitcoms at Superstar Television. These attractions that taught you about the movie-making process were exciting for people in the late 80s and early 90s, back before every movie you bought came with hours of extra bonus features showing you exactly how that film was made. Now, the movie-making process is so well-documented for pretty much every film that you really don't need a theme park to learn it. You can just go on YouTube. As the park expanded, they started to shy away from this concept, though, and refocused on what they do best, fully immersive, story-driven experiences. Most notably, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror in 1994. But Disney never 100% committed to the studio-style park, and already had an immersive story-driven ride with Star Tours that opened only a few months after the rest of the park. This obviously planted the seeds for what's to come with Galaxy's Edge. But, unlike its Disneyland counterpart, this attraction still had elements of the filmmaking aspect of the park. The outdoor queue of Star Tours kept the movie set theme going, with its lighting rigs being not so hidden behind half of a nearly full-size AT-AT. But the interior queue and the attraction itself really brought you into the world of Star Wars. You were no longer on a movie set, you were in a spaceport somewhere in the Star Wars galaxy. And clearly, Disney did not overlook the appeal of this. The Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, however, is a perfect example of Disney diving headfirst into story and theming. From the minute you step onto Sunset Boulevard, you are pulled in by the ominous Hollywood Tower Hotel building in the distance, and the story begins. When you enter the queue for the attraction, the old music and overgrown exterior gives you the feeling that this hotel has been stuck in time and your stomach begins to turn because you just know that something bad is about to happen. Everything about the Tower of Terror comes together seamlessly because of the attention to detail. 
it was an instant success because people go to a theme park, especially a Disney park, for this type of experience. The popularity of this type of attraction, mixed with Michael Eisner's idea of synergy between the parks and the films, that eventually brought in another hugely popular attraction, Toy Story Midway Mania, spelled an inevitable end to the behind-the-scenes theme of the park. Plus, practical filmmaking was becoming more of a novelty, because, let's face it, half of what we watch now is CG anyways. So, little by little, experiences like the Backlot Tour started becoming shells of their former selves, until they were just removed altogether to make room for completely immersive lands based on single IPs. And it's no coincidence that the two IPs they chose were ones tied to two of the most popular experiences in the park already. But throughout this period of growth and change, the heart of the park, the Great Movie Ride, stood strong until August 13th, 2017. Despite the original theme of the park being movie making, this ride actually took the idea of a movie themed park in a different direction. One that would actually serve as the new overall theme of the park 30 years later. The Great Movie Ride was a spectacular journey into the movies. That was actually the official tagline of the ride, and now that's exactly what Toy Story Land and Star Wars Galaxy's Edge are. When you entered the Chinese theater to experience the Great Movie Ride, you walked into a seemingly normal movie theater. There were movie posters on the walls and props in the lobby. Then you entered one of the theaters that was showing trailers for the upcoming movies. But then from there, you were ushered through a door and into the movies. You boarded your ride vehicle and were literally taken through famous scenes from iconic movies. For example, you went into the Well of Souls and saw Indiana Jones and Sala right next to you lifting up the Ark. You also had an encounter with an alien on board the spaceship Nostromo, and you traveled to Munchkinland and saw the Wicked Witch of the West. Granted, most of these scenes had pretty small sets with some outdated audio animatronics by the time it closed, but it was still so much fun to be in the movies with the characters. So this idea of being fully immersed in the world of a movie is clearly not a new one for the park. The Great Movie Ride did it on a much smaller scale, but now that's turning into the main idea of the whole park. Now, rather than sort of experiencing the feeling of being small in a backyard, in an attraction that wasn't hiding the fact that it was just a Honey I Shrunk the Kids movie set themed play area, you can enter Andy's backyard from the Toy Story films and completely lose yourself in the story that is surrounding you. And this is so much more than a quick ride-through scene like in The Great Movie Ride. It's actually a full multi-sensory experience. It's very easy here to suspend your disbelief enough to really feel like you're the size of a toy and go and play with the other toys. You can meet your favorite characters, ride on Slinky Dog on a roller coaster that Andy built, and even eat food out of his lunchbox. And soon, the joy you got while riding Star Tours and being in the queue for this attraction will be multiplied by a million when you enter Star Wars Galaxy's Edge on August 29th of this year. This land is really taking the idea of a multi-sensory, fully immersive experience to the next level. Here you will be on the remote outpost planet of Batu, surrounded by locals and travelers from all over the galaxy. From what I understand, you will not be able to see the rest of the park from in here. This will allow you to truly lose yourself in the Star Wars universe. You will be able to take the Millennium Falcon out on the smuggler's run, and even eat at the local cantina. Every Star Wars fan has dreamed about having an adventure in the galaxy far, far away since they saw their first Star Wars movie, whether that was the original one in 1977 or any of the ones that came out after that. We got a taste of that with Star Tours, but now we're getting the real deal. And that's what Hollywood Studios is becoming now, 
a place where you could experience the movies, not see how they're made. Even the new attraction taking you over the Chinese theater, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, is going to transport you into the cartoon world of Mickey Mouse. There's one line from Michael Eisner's dedication of the park that I feel is finally reaching its full potential. The new Hollywood studios will finally take us to the state of mind that exists wherever people dream and wonder and imagine. Ever since movies were first created, people dreamed of entering those fantasy worlds, wondered what it would be like to experience the adventures of their favorite characters, and imagined how it would feel to become a part of the story. That's the real magic of Hollywood. Not making movies, experiencing them. When you go to Disney, you want to live in the magic. And at Hollywood Studios, it's the magic of the movies. That's what the new era of Hollywood Studios is all about. It's truly a spectacular journey into the movies. Well, I hope you enjoyed that look at the changes that are happening now at Disney's Hollywood Studios. I think the additions of Toy Story Land and Star Wars Galaxy's Edge are great. They are definitely breathing a new life into the park. It really had been going through a major identity crisis for a big chunk of its existence, and now it's finally finding itself. If you want to hear about some of the strange things that it tried during its earlier years, be sure to listen to episode 18 of the Mickey and Minutes podcast called Holly Weird Studios. That's a fun look back on some of the park's more curious decisions. Well, I am very excited to see what other new things are coming to the park. Hopefully we get some new exciting announcements this summer at the D23 Expo. What are your thoughts on the new direction of the park? Do you miss the working studio aspect of it? Or are you happy with the new changes? Let me know on Twitter at Mickey and Minutes, and let's keep this conversation going. So this was my first episode back in about three months, and it really feels good to be back. I appreciate all your support and patience during that time, but now I'm going to get back to releasing shows more regularly, and I have a lot of great topics planned for you guys, so stay tuned. And if you're a new listener, welcome. I'm so happy you found the show, and I hope you keep listening. Well, once again, thanks so much for listening to the show, you guys. If you liked it, please rate it and review it on iTunes, and tell your fellow Disney friends about it. Look out for another episode very soon. You can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Mickey and Minutes, find us on YouTube for some Disney trivia and other fun videos, and check out MickeyandMinutes.com for show notes and more. Thanks again for listening to the Mickey and Minutes podcast. I'll see you next time. Bye.